Welcome to Johnny Walker Princess Street and a very special welcome to this experience of flavor. We're really excited to have you here today. My name is Les and I'm looking forward to getting all to know all of you over the next 80 minutes or so as your guide. Hello and welcome to Scran, the podcast passionate about the Scottish food and drink scene. I'm your host, Rosalind Erskine, and on this episode, we take a tour around the newly opened Johnny Walker Princess Street experience. The word iconic is bandied about a lot these days, but I think it's pretty well deserved when talking about Edinburgh's former House of Fraser building. If nothing else, the now restored Bins Clock will have been a feature of the lives of many Edinburgh natives over the years. It's the musical chiming of this clock that greeted us, one of the first lot of guests to the brand new Johnny Walker Experience, which opened its doors to the public on the 6th of September. The building has been completely transformed thanks to a 185 million investment by Johnny Walker's owners Diageo. This is the final stop on what they hope is a tourist trail of the four corners of Johnny Walker. Cardoon Speyside, Kalila and Isla, Kleinleash in the Highlands and Glenkinchy in East Lothian. On arrival, guests may recognise what was the perfume and makeup section of Fraser's, which is now the reception of the Johnny Walker experience, complete with coffee station. A wristband is then assigned and this is used to create drinks, cocktails and even food pairings. Mine and a few of my fellow tour companions were feeling tropical on this overcast September morning. The tour starts with a short iPad quiz on taste, likes and dislikes to ascertain visitors' flavour profile. Now please set aside any preconceived notions that you may have had as you passed down to you, the so-called whiskey rules as we call them. And uh, I'm sure you've all heard of these. And for example, to enjoy whiskey, you must look like this. Seated in a leather chair, uh, in a room next to a fire with books from floor to ceiling. And then of course, to enjoy whiskey, it must be neat, never mixed with water or with ice. And even then, it should only be drunk after dinner and in the appropriate setting. And for a really truly authentic experience, it's got to be a single malt, it should never be a blended whiskey and never ever mixed with uh, a cocktail. So, we're going to have a lot of fun busting these limits today because we at uh, Johnny Walker know that the best way to do this is to have some fun in uh, tasting in new ways. Remember, there is no right or wrong way to enjoy whiskey. It all comes down to what you like, how you like it, and when you like it. However, Johnny Walker did not start out as this fully formed, globe-trotting, world-famous brand that it is today. No, our Scottish origins are far humbler. So let's learn how Johnny Walker came to be. And if you will kindly follow me this way, please, let's uh, find out. The tour then weaves its way around the building, over eight floors, and all notions or memories of the former department store are left at the door. Expect bright, spacious corridors, interactive screens, slatted wood panels and modern furniture with plenty of marble and brush gold accents. So as we walk through the store, you see the whiskey maker's cellar. So this is almost a snapshot of, of the, the whiskey makers, the blend, Johnny Walker blending team, how we work and how we think. It's based on, the design's based on 
the original Johnny Walker Strand Street warehouse at Kilmarnock. We've got maturing casks that will go into a special blend. They'll only be available in Johnny, uh, Johnny Walker Princess Street. We've got an amazing range of dramming casks that customers can try. But we also have this amazing way of showcasing how we build flavour, how the blenders think about flavour, how the whisky makers build whiskies for everyone to enjoy. And you get to experience this here nowhere else. It's an amazing experience for people to enjoy and see a day in the life of the blenders. In the former bank vault, visitors will find an interactive blending station, complete with casks of maturing whisky. Here you can blend your own drams to try, with an abundance of options, meaning that no visit will be the same. It was here I met Emma Walker, master blender for Johnny Walker. Uh, so Emma, could you tell us a bit about your role with Johnny Walker? Yep, I'm one of the 12 whisky makers that works on Johnny Walker. So we're led by Dr Jim Beveridge, um, we're all master blenders. Every day at work when nosing whisky, we're thinking about flavour, when we're thinking about how we build the whiskies that our customers want to, to taste and enjoy. So everything is based around flavour and we work with our colleagues across distillation, maturation, to make sure everything that goes out the door has got the right quality and the right flavour. So is it essentially making Johnny Walker? Yes, yeah. Um, it's, it's a great job to have and it's really good fun. I mean, we've got more than 10 million casks of maturing spirits and we, that's what we get to pick from to that's our palette of flavour that we then get to build different whiskies from. So it's it's amazing fun and it's just so interesting every day. Yeah, I imagine. So every every day you're basically essentially having to create this iconic whisky that everyone recognises. Yeah, so every day we'll be nosing whiskies, whether that's we're nosing individual cast samples to build a whisky or whether we're nosing sort of completed Johnny Walker red label, black label to make sure it matches what we expect to see in terms of quality and flavour. So every day we're nosing whiskies and we're talking about it between the group here, um, between the whisky team and then making sure that we're working with other parts of the business so Johnny Walker's going out to the right, the right quality and flavour. And what was your involvement in the Johnny Walker experience? So the whole whisky team have been involved from the start. So I was involved in a lot of conversations early on with BRC as they were developing ideas. Um, we were told from the start that as we were talking about flavour, we were asked to explain how we think about flavour, how you build a Johnny Walker, how we, what words we use, how we, how we translate what we smell in the glass and what we taste into words so we can talk about that with other people. So that was a big part and that helped, that helped the people that were making this great experience to develop their ideas and shape it. So after that, we've had a lot of the whisky team have been involved directly in the different projects. So Stuart Morrison, he's been very involved in this area. So he has hand-selected the dramming casts that are behind you. He's hand-selected the whiskies that we have behind us that we all created. Everyone in the whisky team then created their own unique Johnny Walker blend. And that's one of the things that will be on offer to the people that come along to this special experience. So we've been involved in just lots of different ways throughout the process. And how does it feel now, like a few days before opening? <laughs> it's so exciting to see it all. I mean, we got to do a wee tour behind the scenes and really did have to sit down because it was so there's so much to do here and it's so beautiful seeing how it's been translated from the page to, to real life. It's so exciting. I'm just really excited because I'm really excited to see how people react to it. I'm really excited to see how they'll, how they'll react, how they will, how it will help them on their whiskey journey. I want people to love whiskey, to enjoy whiskey as much as we do and be as passionate about it. And if this helps a number of people to do that, then that's amazing. I'm also really excited. So I live in Edinburgh, so I'm very excited to see the positive impact that this that this Johnny Walker Princess Street will have on the area. 
um, so for local businesses, for the people that are here. I think it'll be great. So I'm just really excited, genuinely excited to see how it's all going to come about. I'm really excited to come and visit this myself. Like I'd need to book a tour with my mom, my family to see how they how they react to it because it means that they'll actually be able to get a much better picture of what we do day to day. Yeah, because I bet you, yeah, do people just think, if they don't really understand what you do, they think you're probably just drinking whiskey all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think this is what's really good is, I mean, this space, Whiskey Maker Salad, is really great. And we've worked very closely with Gordon, with the other ambassadors that are going to be here to deliver this experience. Um, one of the ways that we're describing it is it's an insight into how the whiskey makers create whiskey. It's how we think about flavour, how we can bring different whiskies together to create an amazing Johnny Walker experience. So I think this is almost like, yeah, it's part of what we do and part of what our colleagues do in distillation, maturation. Um, right through to getting the bottle into people's hands. It's almost like a snapshot to show this is how we do it. And hopefully it comes across how proud, how, how much the people that work in Scotch really love that. And I think this is a good way for us to be able to show it. Moving upstairs, the story of John Walker is told by an excellent performer who, with the help of video screens, a conveyor belt, top hat, tails and a walking stick, creatively showcases how Johnny Walker grew from a Kilmarnock grocery store to a global brand. Our story begins with the man who gave our whiskey its name. It was 1819, and John Walker was just a wee laddie on his family's dairy farm in Ayrshire. When John was only 14, his father died. A tragic situation for anyone his age, and a moment that would change the trajectory of his entire life. Soon the farm was sold. And once every spade and shovel and every cow and sheep was gone, he left with a modest 537 pounds. With a heavy heart and a fire in his belly, this farm lad made the bold leap into the commercial world at his grocery store. But there was dozens of grocery shops in town and many struggled to survive. Liz, who applied for the job as he was bored in his retirement, talked us through the four corners of Johnny Walker in an interactive space that is also used to explain the whiskey making process. What's the proper way to enjoy a whiskey? Thank you, you get the first I spoke to Les about becoming part of the team at Johnny Walker, his own whiskey preferences, the types of tour on offer, and who they might suit. Does anybody remember the sign that we saw on the door coming into this room? 
We would go to there if you missed it. Today's rain is tomorrow's whiskey. So Les, you were our tour guide this morning. Um, are you looking forward to this opening to the public? Absolutely. I can't wait for it to start. And as I was just saying to some of your colleagues today, I think this building is going to become iconic. And from Edinburgh's point of view, I just think it's within six months it's going to be visiting Edinburgh, Castle, the Palace, and don't forget Johnny Walker, Princess Street. So yeah, I'm very excited, especially since we're part of the team that have launched this. This is a unique opportunity for me. And so what was it you were doing before this? I was retired. <laughs> so you've come back to work I'm an official this. old geezer. So yeah, uh, I'm... Uh, Am I allowed to say my, my age? But uh, I'm 72. Um, I was looking for something just to amuse myself. I've always I've enjoyed tourism. I've enjoyed working with people. As you can see, I can talk the hind legs of a donkey. And they were looking for somebody. And I was one of 35 out of 5,000 were chosen. So I was absolutely flabbergasted. And all I can say to Giorgio is the way they recruited over the six, this period what a, what, what a great company. I mean, they kept us in the loop. It took two years you know, to go through the selection process because of COVID. Kept you in the loop. And since we've been in, they've bent over backwards to help us to get to grips with the script and so forth. Because before the first six to eight weeks, we were working at home, learning off scripts. So then we had to come in here with two weeks notice when the builders finally gave us access. And we had to kind of learn to coordinate everything. So fantastic team. I'm the, I'm the pops. The, the, older, the younger people are brilliant as well. I mean, and there's a really good vibe, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. But it's bringing us step. Yeah. <laughs> and have you always been a whiskey fan? Are you a whiskey fan? I have been since uh, my uncle, oh, I was about in my 20s then. He was with the Argyle and Southern Highlanders, and you know, he used to have a wee drum. But I must say that I thought I knew a wee bit about whiskey until I joined here. And even on this tour, just small things that I've learned now about the role of, for example, the whiskey still, the different heights and sizes and so forth. It's, I've learned a lot. I thought I knew a bit, but I've learned a lot more. And that's important, I think, because if you're talking to people, you want to help them to appreciate whiskey more. So yeah, oh, I love my wee drum. And do you have a favorite wee drum? Yes, I do. Uh, my favorite is Glen Kinchy, believe it or not. Uh, but since joining here, I've suddenly discovered how lovely red label is now i would have not bothered with that but as a mixer it is absolutely superb and i only discovered that working here so you know you think you know a lot and then suddenly you're never too old to learn <laughs> and as part of your training were you encouraged to sort of try all the different you know the four corners and different diageo whiskies yes they did ask us a lot of questions about what we knew and didn't know and then since we've been in here uh, obviously we've had to we've had little tasting search sessions and so forth and one of the lovely things they did when we first joined is they sent us a little kit so in that was a bottle of Klein Leash and Kalila and uh, one, uh, there was a black label there was also the uh, Glen Kinchy so there was uh, and of course Cardu a big part so we had a little bottle of each just a, like a 50 ml bottle and then we were encouraged to sample these. In fact, we did that as a Zoom session with one of our whiskey ambassadors. And these guys are brilliant. I mean, what they don't know about whiskey, it hasn't been written yet. So we were encouraged to try things. So that also helped us to develop our palate. So yeah, because otherwise you would normally stick to what you like. Are you kind of expecting a mix of visitors, you know, experienced whiskey people as well as sort of new to whiskey? 
If you have a look at what's available, I, I'm thinking that what you did this one, the journey of flavor, the whiskey curious and the people who'd like to know a little bit more. Then you've got the whiskey explorer where people who'd like to explore whiskey, but more obviously they're going to do that. And then of course you get down to alchemy, so people who want to do cocktails, and then you get the real serious whiskey maker, seller and so forth. So I think the tours are graded to help different people, different levels. But I think the one that we did, it's great for the family because if you have a, a mum and dad and they've got say 10 year old children, you see for yourself the interactivity and so forth. I think the kids would love it even though they're going to be sort of given a non-alcoholic drink obviously. It's still something for the whole family. Whereas going down to the cellar I think is more for the serious punter. And what is, what is the ticket price? It's quite accessible. I think it's very reasonable. The tour that you were on today is £25. Now if you consider that you get three drums when you go on the tour, average price in the pub is about £4.50 so you're already talking about £17, £18 and then £7 for the tour so I don't think it's excessive but then I mean that everybody else must judge for themselves but I think it's well priced. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Lovely to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Interspersed in the tour are chances to sample the whiskies. Firstly in a highball, made automatically at a serving station, think fancy water cooler which contains water and soda, and I'd quite like one for my home. This reduces the amount of glass bottles that the experience will go through. Welcome to the four corners of Scotland. Well, obviously not the literal four corners, but each of these areas here represents one of the corners where the walkers search for the flavours that they wanted for their creation. Because that search for flavour is deeply rooted in the walkers' DNA. We want our whiskies to be known as the best whiskies in the world. They're born from the natural elements of our rich landscape. And we are committed to protecting this diverse landscape of flavors for generations to come. Because as I've just said, we want Johnny Whiskey to be known as the best whiskey in the world, but as the best whiskey for the world. Now, all across Scotland, there are different distilleries each with their own unique flavour and character. So the question is, where does all this flavour come from? Well, it begins with two things, people and place. Guests will also stop at the bar to enjoy another two drinks, an old-fashioned highball or jam, each tailored to individual flavour profiles. Take the glass according to your wristband, so this one is yellow, it's tropical, and then you put in four ice cubes, and then you just press, um, put the cup on the machine and then it will just dispense itself. The machine will read the chip under the pot and then it will dispense the exact same um, Johnny Walker that according to each flavor of, um, on the color. Yeah, so this one is tropical. For the fresh one, which is the green wristband, it will be um, Johnny Walker green label with soda and the rose petal. And then for the pink one will be fruity with Johnny Walker black label and orange slice. Give you some flavor. Any other color wristbands here? Blue. So you enjoy smoky peaty flavors. And that's what your profile shows. So we made yours with Johnny Walker double black and that uh, is dropped and with a little bit of nutmeg. Any other colours? Orange. Orange? That means you enjoy those spicy rich flavours. 
And that means yours wants to make John Walker red label. And that will start topped with a little bit of cassia bark, which is Chinese cinnamon. Right, so uh, cheers. This had grab a glass of quick cheers and then we're going to move on because we've got to get you up to the 1820s. Uh, cheers. 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 Slangevar, as we say in Scotland. Slangevar. Lovely to have you here with us today. Everybody enjoying that drink? We're giving a bit of the rainy Scotland to come in any minute now, so as it gets a bit more rain, let's just move on before we get washed out. Our final stop on the tour was the piece de resistance, the 1820 rooftop bar, with its unparalleled views of the castle and outlook across Edinburgh. This is where I chatted to Barbara Smith, Managing Director of Diageo's Brand Homes and General Manager of the New Visitor Experience. So we're standing on the balcony of the rooftop bar at Johnny Walker. Can you just describe what we're seeing to the listeners? Oh my gosh, this is a remarkable view. It's the best view in the city of Edinburgh. We're on the rooftop bar of the 1820 cocktail bar and we can see the Caledonian Hotel, now the Waldorf Astoria, views straight up Lothian Road as we move around St John's Church and then the most amazing view of Edinburgh Castle. And this view of Edinburgh Castle is unlike no other because the eye line that you have, you actually see the greenery of the western defences at a, a vantage point that is not visible anywhere else in the city and the scale of the castle can be seen in its entire beauty. Absolutely fantastic. On to Ramsey Gardens, just below the castle, over to the Balmoral, and then the views out to East Lothian. It is the most spectacular view of Edinburgh. Uh, we've just done the tour, but what can people expect? So, you know, right from the walking in point to this point? Well, as you know, um, this site is a landmark site that we have restored beautifully in the west end of Edinburgh. It's on eight floors and we want to give the most amazing experience a visitor, of a visitor attraction in Edinburgh, in Scotland and the UK. It's a very immersive and emotional experience. We're telling over a 200-year story of Johnny Walker of Scotch whisky, the number one selling Scotch whisky in the world. So from the downstairs entry, the lobby has been restored to its magnificent former beauty. It was a bank vault and we have used our architects to restore it to its former glory. We then take you on the journey through um, the 200 year story of Johnny Walker and how the whisky has developed. And um, it's a, an immersive, emotional storytelling. It's theatrical performance. We bust all the myths of how you can maybe anticipate how you should drink whiskey. It's about having fun cocktails in a responsible drinking manner, of course. But we 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 spin whiskey drinking on its head so that it's more accessible to youth. It's not the old-fashioned style um, of how you can imagine whiskey once was. Um, but then we have beautiful event spaces and then it culminates in the end story as you come into the 1820 cocktail bar where you walk in and you just see the views that I have described. And can you, I don't, this, this probably has been done deliberately, but when you first walk in you sort of go, oh I remember this is like, you know, perfume, handbags, facers, and then it's gone. Like you just cannot within your mind put a department store and this current experience together at all. Was that quite deliberate? Yes, it's been transformational. Um, the architects, again, that we've used have been very, very clever. So 
I think, you know, everybody that knew old Fraser's store wants to come back in and see what it's been transformed into. But we have absolutely transformed it into something that you you can't imagine until you come through the door. So we would encourage everyone to come and see what we've done in here. And we want um, Johnny Walker Princess Street to be accessible to everyone. We want the local community to enjoy it. We want our domestic visitors to enjoy it. And we want to welcome international visitors back. And they're returning at this precise moment. But this whole building has been transformed to make it accessible to everyone. We have a changing places in the ground floor and um, all the routes are accessible to everyone. So yeah, it's obviously whiskey, but would you recommend, obviously you're saying it's accessible to everyone, even if you're not into whiskey, it's worth a shot because, you know, Kelly, you're here. <laughs> Producer <laughs> Kelly didn't like whiskey, we've had a couple of highballs and you now are, you know, quite enjoying it. So is that kind of your key message? Even if you're not really sure about whiskey, come and see it, try it and experience this. Absolutely. This visitor experience is for everyone. It's it's about the history of Scotch whiskey. You know, absolutely anybody can come and enjoy it. Even if you don't think you like whiskey, once you've been through the tour, I mean, we were speaking to Kelly just now and Kelly didn't think she had a preconceived idea about what whiskey was, but once you've been through the experience, it's looking at the individual profile of your own tastes and then um, we we make a special flavour of whisky for you to, to, to try and then what we're finding is the feedback is that oh my goodness I didn't think I liked whisky but I do now so it's been quite remarkable the feedback that we have experienced and you can come here and visit for two years um, and there are 800 different flavour profiles so you won't, you won't have the experience twice and what does it mean for you personally? I mean, you've had other jobs within tourism in Edinburgh. What does this What does this mean to you? For me, this has just been amazing because I've spent my career, I've been privileged to work in tourism for the last 30 years in culture, heritage, tourism. I managed Medbank Sports Centre for 10 years. I then moved on to Edinburgh Castle for 10 years and I've been laterally being Chief Executive of the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland managing Edinburgh Zoo. So for me, when I heard about this project and the transformation, um, I'm passionate about Edinburgh, I'm passionate about Scotland. This £185 million investment into Johnny Walker Princess Street and the rest of Scottish whisky in terms of the Four Corners and Glenkinchy, Kleinleash, Kalila and Cardew gives me the opportunity to really um, do what I feel that I do best and it's about leading and managing teams to give incredible experiences to those who come and visit this attraction. Um, and we went, mentioned earlier about the um, scheme you've got for unemployed young people in hospitality. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. We have a learning for life space and as we emerge out of the COVID pandemic, hospitality has been one of the worst hit. There are a lot of young people, lots of different ages of people who are unemployed. We have a space that we will be able to train and develop um, where they can hone their skills to make sure that they can be in a great position to apply for jobs maybe in Johnny Walker Princess Street or maybe within the on-trade establishments locally. What would you say is your experience with Food and Drink in Scotland just now and where do you think it will go from here including what's available in this experience? Yeah, food and drink in Scotland is top quality and um, this Johnny Walker Princess Street wants to even take it to a higher level. 
We have the best quality drink here through Johnny Walker Products and our whisky. It's the number one Scotch whisky selling in the world. We want to showcase um, the food that we have from a sustainable menu. Um, we have some of the best chefs here working with us and we really want to make sure that not only can you taste the best whisky in the world, but we can complement it with the best food in the world, sourced locally. And so that is, so if you come up here of like an afternoon, you can have your lunch and like a whisky taste and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nice, do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, thank you. Thank you very much. One of the people we met on the tour was Senior Experience Ambassador Gordon Houston, who told us about his involvement and the hundreds of exclusive blends of whisky you'll only ever be able to taste at Johnny Walker Princess Street. Something they hope will attract the more discerning whisky drinker. So Gordon, could you just describe your role? Yes, so I am a Senior Experience Ambassador here at Johnny Walker Princess Street. Uh, I help supervise the experience team on the journey of flavour, uh, as well as hosting the more premium, uh, exclusive uh, maker-seller experience where the guests get to taste some exclusive and rare whiskies that only exist right here in this room that we are standing in right now. <laughs> Which is quite exciting and unique, isn't it, for a dist well, distillery, but you know what I mean, for a whiskey maker, it's quite, this is a quite unique thing to have, whiskey distilling. Yeah, it's so, it's such an exciting experience, especially if our guests are into whiskey, they're going to be able to try some, like I say, some exclusive whiskies that only exist in this room, uh, and in conjunction with a lot of uh, training and assistance from the Johnny Walker Whiskey Expert team uh, who've helped curate this experience. They've selected the casks that the guests will be able to taste and they have also uh, helped in the creation of the blending system that we have down here to be able to create a bespoke blend uh, for the guests that again the individual whiskies aren't available outside of this room and they've never been blended for bottling nor will they ever be. So it, it's, it's very exciting and it's something that I've certainly never seen before from a, a whiskey experience of this kind. And there's the hope that people can take that away. Um, so with the blending thing, can people bottle that for themselves or is it just to try in this room? No, the whiskey will be blended in this room. You'll be tasting it in this room and it will not leave this room here. So it will never be available for bottling ever. You, you will only be able to experience it right here in this room. And we'll be able to tailor. There's um, 11 whiskey makers who have each created a blend. So every time you come, you could try a different uh, blend from one of the other makers, depending on which flavours or which whiskies you enjoyed through the rest of the experience. So it's a really personalised experience as well for the group. We have eight casks to choose from, uh, both single malt and single grain whiskies, and the guests will be able to select four out of the eight. So each time you come, you can have a slightly different experience. Um, just a small drop of water can help change the entire flavour profile of a whisky as well. So it's going to be really it's really exciting and I think each individual who comes down here will find it be quite a personalised experience for them. And do you see it being quite whisky fans, this is kind of for people who are well understanding whisky or can it be for anybody who's not quite sure? It is certainly a more premium experience so I think the people who come to this experience will be people who really enjoy their whiskey and would like to explore uh, more unique, we've got some experimental whiskies who would like to expand their uh, whiskey 
journey, be able to experience some new flavors. But if you uh, are new to whiskey, it's also a great experience. Some of the casks we have are from all four corners of Scotland, the four corners of Johnny Walker. Um, and they're great examples of those key whiskies that are central to many of Johnny Walker's blends and you get to taste them right out the cask. So yeah, so I think if you know your whiskey, you're going to be very happy in here. But if you're brand new to whiskey, it's quite a, it's like a tour of Scotland through drams of our most famous export. The building has been built to the highest specifications with great emphasis placed on sustainability and accessibility. I spoke to you and Andrew, President, Global Supply Chain and Procurement and Chief Sustainability Officer about his personal experience of the project and how Johnny Walker have prioritised limiting environmental impact. How important was it to sort of think about sustainability when redeveloping this building and also putting in the little, you know, touches of the pourers that don't use bottles and things? How important was that when you're having the plans? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's, it's, it's part of who we are. So if you go right back to the days of Johnny Walker, when he looked at shipping more bottles around the world, he went to the square bottle because you get more per shipment. Um, so that kind of innovation and progress is always part of what we've done. From the very first meeting we had about this building, when we knew that we were taking it on, everything about it was to meet the ambition of the future for our company. And we've set big ambitious goals around net zero, um, around efficiency and water for life. And um, how that then landed was, how, how do we even dispense the drinks? Um, do we use the traditional glass supply chains and glass bottles, or do we create these new custom assets that are, don't exist anywhere else in the world that can serve you individual cocktails? Um, and you've experienced that hopefully on your tour, but those devices can give you 800 different combinations. That, that, that means you can come every day for more than two years and get an individual tailored drink. Um, so that's the essence of it. And then as you connect it to nature, because we talk about the climate crisis, but there's a nature crisis there too. So what's really important to educate everyone that comes to visit is that we've all got a responsibility in that. And with our Seedham roof, our um, bird and bat boxes, um, we expect swallows, swifts, um, you know, the bees, the butterflies, they will all be here and be part of the fabric of the building. So, yeah, I think we've got too much we do it in some of our other products where actually the, the, that, that line of thinking isn't too far away. Um, but what's exciting is, um, you know, you, I guess you come in and you're not sure what to expect um, and you're coming on a personal tour and you've got the opportunity to choose your uh, your flavour. So we, are you fruity or tropical? Uh, tropical. Tropical. So you like a pina, pina colada and these are your choices. But I think that this is the beauty of Scotch whiskey and the character of how it's made. Um, there's people at every step of the process from the farmers to the distillers, the blenders, who are making big decisions that all come through into the flavour of the product. And then now you see the mixologists and the bartenders and their real skill come to life with some of the amazing cocktails that we've got. Um, and I think we're not taking any of that away because in the dispense system, they are the ones that are creating the formulas and the products. And then we're just using technology to bring that to life in a very sustainable way. So we're standing here right now and you can see the castle in your rooftop bar. Do you see this being quite a big event space for you know New Year, the end of festival fireworks? Is that something that you can see happening or is it more just an everyday thing for people to come and sit and look at the castle? No, no I think look, it's, going to, it's obviously going to be open and available to everyone to come in. You don't, you don't need to purchase a ticket to be able to come up into the bar or go into the retail space. So it's a real community hub that we hope it develops into. And I'm confident that yeah, it will be one of the hottest tickets in towns when it comes to some of the iconic events that Edinburgh puts on like Hogmanay 
um, like the Edinburgh Festival. And um, I already, the number of inquiries that we've had from, you know, businesses, community councils, um, and actually some really important groups like Social Bite and other areas that are saying, hey, we're in the neighbourhood, we've been inviting them in, how can we collaborate and use this space? And um, beyond the tour, we've got a 200 people capacity um, event space, um, and that's as much for the community as it is for us to use in events. And I, I look forward to people enjoying them. And you mentioned the views. I don't know many places um, in, in the world, actually, where you can get 360 degree views of a city whilst you're just enjoying an easy social occasion in a nice, nice space. It's amazing that it's never happened before in Edinburgh, really, because you've got the Caledonia, which you can see the castle from the dining room, and the new um, Edinburgh Grand up the top there, but you think this whole street, you've never really been able to often sit and watch the castle. Yeah, yeah, it's, an, it's incredible, and I think um, even going up to the castle and looking back down, I mean, they're, they're now looking on top of the, the Johnny Walker Princess Street, um, you know, rooftop bars, and it's a, it's a beautiful, amazing view from there, looking across the city as well. But I, I think what ties Edinburgh together is it's a city of people and places, um, and one of the benefits of coming up here and being able to take that different view of it is you can see these places. And I know that one of the roles we hope that this place, particularly in the West End of Edinburgh, as we look to kind of continue to revitalize and bring the city as strongly back from the pandemic as we can, is people can experience just the beauty of, of what we've got here and then come and enjoy it. Would you have an experience like this in any other Scottish city or is it just Edinburgh you're focusing on? Uh, no, no, look, I think there's some iconic cities and I think what we've done with this is we've kind of set ourselves to say this is the right place for our Johnny Walker experience. Um, it tends to be where people mostly fly into and it's an iconic city. We want them to go across the four corners of Scotland. So as part of the tour that you experienced, you saw that, you know, we're sending them to Speyside, to the islands. Um, and what we really, really hope is that people have this inquisitiveness that we've set off within them or this fire in their belly um, to basically say there's a lot to learn about Scotch whisky, about Scotland and the produce and the value chains that exist here and people go out and enjoy all of them um, and you know who's to know you know what, what happens next um, Johnny Walker's been going for 200 years this is a big celebration of that and into the future uh, I think Scottish cities will hopefully continue to recover really strongly on the back of the pandemic and we'll see what happens as Johnny Walker hopefully shows up really well in those yeah, yeah it'd be good to see something out in Glasgow or yeah. like you know the west from yeah. Johnny Walker's sort of spiritual home <laughs> yeah yeah no no, no. And look I, 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 um, I was a factory manager at Kilmarnock uh, for four years um, I've got a lot of deep friends and personal relationships I was born I don't sound like it anymore um, but I was born in Irvine uh, so I'm very attached to the west coast of Scotland and we've got Shield Hall um, which is our packaging plant which is our major Johnny Walker bottling facility that's in Glasgow uh, in East Renfrew um, and you'll, you'll see as part of COP26 I, I think you'll be hugely proud to be a, a citizen of the west of Scotland and Glasgow when you see how that comes to the city and Johnny Walker will show up big time in that um, and be part of life in Scotland. The essence of the whole experience was captured when Emma, the master blender, talked about how whiskey is so personal. But the way that people know and that taste and describe them is, is very personal. So whenever you're doing that, you're linking it to your memories, flavours you enjoy, things that you experience. It's one of the whiskies that whenever I smell it, I'm immediately taken back to making apple pie with my granddad when I was a kid, because it's almost like you can smell the freshly peeled apple and there's a wee bit of sort of creaminess and sort of almost when you're making the pastry, it's just there in a glass. And that's one of the things that we love and we really want people to sort of almost appreciate and understand is how much you get out of a, a glass of whiskey that just talks to the Falklands of Scotland, your own history and experiences and it can all come together in one glass. It's refreshing to see an old building transformed in this way. 
and as tourists return to the capital, the Johnny Walker experience will no doubt be on the must-see list. The Fraser's Building is a site familiar to generations of Scots, with many holding fond memories of meeting friends, and perhaps more than friends, beneath it. It's been emotional for sure, uh, and I, I can't wait like Barbara. Absolutely. You know, Monday next week, get the public in. Yeah. And the clock, of course, we have to make reference to the <laughs> clock. Everybody in Edinburgh has, you know, wowed at the restoration we've made to the clock. As a teenager, I met friends under the clock, and, um, you know, it's one of our most friends. I don't know these stories. <laughs> no, exactly. So, but it's just amazing to see it come back to life. And it was chiming yesterday as we were pulling the fire up for the first time. And it was just, you know, the heartbeat, the emotion is just amazing. Thanks to all our contributors this week. The Johnny Walker Visitor Experience is open now on Princess Street and tickets start from £25. Thanks to you two for listening to Scran. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe. Scran is co-produced and hosted by me, Rosalind Erskine, and co-produced, edited and mixed by Kelly Crichton.